Well, good morning, everybody. This is the Monday Morning Confident Coaches Call. Welcome. Uh, a big shout out to everybody. Happy Easter. I hope that you en enjoyed the holiday weekend. Um, ours was just as eventful as ever in the Burkhardt household, but I won't go into that. Um, I do want to just remind those of you who uh, have not connected yet on my podcast that uh, anywhere you can find podcasts, so um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, anywhere, uh, I have a podcast now. It's called Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. So just search it, um, or you can search Michelle Burkhardt or even Girl by One. Uh, we have listeners in nine different countries now, which is amazing, especially since we only opened it up a few weeks ago. Uh, and every time I do one of these calls, I will, within about 30 minutes, post the recording for this call up in that podcast. Okay, so if you are somebody who says, oh man, that was an amazing call, I need to have a recording of that, or I need to have access to that, um, absolutely, connect on the podcast, and then what's really cool is that if you heard something and you say, oh man, so-and-so really needs to hear this, perfect, just send them to my podcast and say, hey, listen to her recording for this day. Okay, it's just another way that I really want to uh, add value to all of you and make sure that you're getting access to the material that you need. Okay. All right. So today we are talking about coaching for accountability, coaching for accountability. So uh, just a friendly reminder that uh, you might be a coach or uh, a leader wanting to use coaching practices. Uh, that's fine. I just want to make sure that you understand that as we're talking about these things, it's not just for coaches because leading at a much higher level, you really need to use coaching philosophies to do that well. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give you some kind of background uh, information about coaching and accountability. Uh, then I'm going to share just some, some best practice tips. Um, I'll give you several examples of how this shows up with my clients, and then I'm going to give you um, what to do when you're working with someone on accountability items because you're being paid to work with them. Okay, that's a whole different issue. So we have a ton to share with you this morning. Go ahead and get your paper and your pencil, and let's start taking some notes, okay? All right, so there are many different reasons why you would coach someone. So I want to really cover the four basic ones that I use in my practice. So the first one is for what I simply term as mindset and awareness. So, you know, maybe you're working with somebody and they want to know more about, you know, their own mindset. Am I in a growth or fixed mindset like we talked about last week? Or um, awareness, meaning, you know, they want to come and talk about, okay, this is what happened. Help me think through, um, you know, my maybe my perception or my perspectives, right? So that's a different kind of coaching. Um, and that one you really need some intense training on. 
That's not typically what I'm seeing in the education and business worlds. That's more of a personal growth and development kind of a thing. Um, another very, very popular type of uh, coaching, and I use that term loosely, is mentoring, technical assistance, and consulting. So this is a, a much needed form of, again, quote unquote coaching. Uh, however, it's not necessarily coaching. It is where you come in as an expert and you help somebody by telling them what to do. Okay. Um, you must have agreement with that person. Otherwise, they're not going to take your advice and do anything with it. Okay. Um, again, this is really important. However, if you don't have that agreement, you have a lot of resistance. Uh, the third type is something I often do with folks, especially if they're uh, working on projects that are more short term. Uh, for example, I have a coaching client right now that I'm working through several presentations with her. She's got three big presentations coming up and we're working through designing those presentations. So once they're done, I think she's going to be done in August. Uh, once those projects are done, we probably will cease to work with each other, at least for a time. So this is what I call a thinking partner project. Uh, it is a shorter term project and it has, has a very specific goal. Okay, this isn't for um, long-term monitoring, evaluation, and accountability. It's more short-term and just very focused. Uh, and then the fourth type of coaching that I do is for accountability. So this could be accountability where uh, somebody comes and they say, okay, here's my goal. And I'm, you know, providing the process that helps them create their steps and then touching base with them to make sure that they're accountable. It could also mean within a system. So for example, uh, I work with a lot of folks in the education system and they have uh, coaching models and frameworks where we're trying to maybe raise uh, classroom quality, maybe raise the program quality, um, but there is a purpose for working on these accountability items, okay? So those are the four basic uh, types of coaching. Now, I wanna cover briefly about certain people who might show up in the realm of asking for coaching for accountability. So there are four personality types. And for anybody who's followed my work for any length of time, you know I'm referring to the DISC personality profile, D-I-S-C. So you can look that up if you want more info. Um, but there are four accountability or four personality types, and they each have a different relationship or understanding of accountability. Uh, so for example, the D-type personality, um, they are extremely self-directed. So what does that mean? That means that they are uh, run by getting results. They are powered and, and they get fuel from getting results. And so therefore, once they make up their mind to do something, they don't really need accountability from an outside source. They are very intrinsically motivated. 
So if, if uh, your client is a very driven, determined, direct kind of personality, you probably don't have to provide that accountability for them. Okay. Now the I type personality, uh, very influential, very inspiring, very fun, life of the party, sometimes a little bit illogical. Um, they love people, but making a plan and having constant follow through is very difficult for them. So these are the typical personalities that as I'm working with them, I just know I'm going to have to touch base a lot. Okay. Not that they don't want the goal that they say they want, but because they think differently. The S type personality, which is a very supportive type of person, um, but they tend to be on the shy side. They like things the same. They really don't like to change. Um, they love to have a connection, but when it comes to making a change, there's fear there. And so accountability for them, if you can start on the relationship side of things with them and say, hey, I'm just checking in on you. How are things going? You know, keeping it real kind of calm and peaceful. Um, that reduces their fear about making the change. And then the last type of personality, that is the C type personality. So they're very cognitive, very um, they're great thinkers, right? They love their data. They love their research. They love their planning. Sometimes it's really hard for them to get going. So I find with these folks, if I can break things up into very small steps over time, uh, and basically you're creating a checkbox for them that they feel better because there's a structure. Uh, but if you leave them to kind of go and figure it out on their own, most likely they're not going to do whatever the change is that you're wanting them to do. Okay. So just keep the, that in mind uh, that there are different, it's not just one size fits all for accountability. Each person has a different relationship with that word. Okay. There's a couple, uh, several best practice things that I want to share with you, though. So first of all, always ask what kind of coaching your participant wants. Do they want this uh, mindset? Do they want um, mentoring? Do they want thinking partner or accountability? Really listen in. You might have to explain what each of those are, but you want to really understand which one do they want. If they say they want accountability, ask why. And here's what's typically going to happen. They're going, when you ask why, they're going to tell you the very steps that you're going to need to take in order to support them. So, for example, if they say accountability and you ask them why and the D-type personality says, I just need to check in with somebody and make sure I'm, I'm on track. Okay, great. So they just need to check in with me, but they're not really expecting me to do anything. Or the I-type might say, oh, man, I, I'm just really struggling to, to get this paperwork stuff done. My boss really wants me to make sure that I'm getting it done and I know I need to get it done and I've tried. And like they're going to give you this really long story. And that's going to clue you in to say, ooh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have to touch base with them a little bit, right? Or the S-type personality might say, 
um, yeah, I need accountability. I, I know that this is something that I want. It's just really hard for me. You know, I struggle and maybe they're going to use words that key you into, they have some fear there. Okay. See what I'm, see where I'm going with this? Um, and then when you ask them, how can I support you? You want to really listen to their explanation because, again, it's going to give you those clues. Now, some people will report right away and be more self-led. So let's say you're on a call or you're in a meeting and they sit down and they've already got like their list of all these things that they've already done. So they don't have to sit sit and think about or go look at their schedule and say, well, what did I do? No, no, no. They already know what they've done. And they'll tell you. And oftentimes I will have uh, some people who are, are very self-led like this, that they will send me an email before our conversation with the bulleted items of the things that they've done because they don't like to waste time. And so if you read the email, then when we get on our call, then we'll have more time to talk. Now, I would love it if everybody would be like this, right? But that's not how life works. Um, other people are going to need help making the plan and action steps. Um, they're not going to understand what is the next logical step. That will come as you're talking with them. Okay. Um, sometimes you'll get a, a client or participant who uh, might get stuck in their feelings or they get stuck in this telling and retelling of what the current reality is. When that happens, you, you just want to keep referring back to, okay, how is this going to help us with an action step? Okay. So you might have to bring them back over and over and over again. Um, when you know that you're dealing with this type of a person, please make sure that you're only having one or maybe two goals at the end because they're going to get really overwhelmed. Some people will need very little support between your meetings or calls. Um, I actually have some clients when I ask them, you know, hey, what do you need from me? They're like, nothing. I'll, I'll come back next week. Okay, great. Uh, but others are going to need multiple touch points. So I know it gets kind of tricky when you're out there in the field and you're working with folks and, you know, let's say you've got a large caseload, right? Maybe, maybe your job is as a, um, a coach and uh, you're paid to work with so many people. And it really helps as far as scheduling and logistics to make sure that you've got, you know, certain, certain touch points. However, if you know that there's somebody who is going to need multiple touch points with you, I would highly encourage that you have some sort of system. I find for me, it really helps to text. So not just email, but text. There's something about a text that's number one, just quick, but it's also, uh, it seems less, I don't know harmful or fearful in a way. So oftentimes I will ask a participant, you know, what do you need from me? And they're like, oh man, just check in with me. You know, I, I know that by Wednesday I want to do this one thing. So check in with me. Okay, great. So immediately what I will do 
Uh, of course, I put that on my notes at the bottom of, of uh, my note page. And then I go into my calendar and I actually put text so-and-so and I'll put a, a few words. And then when Wednesday comes and I'm going through and I'm doing my emails and things for the morning, I will text that person right away. I mean, it seems simple, right? And it really is. But sometimes those little things kind of fall off our schedule. When in reality, it's those little touch points that might help that one person remember, oh, yes, I've got to do this today. Okay, because sometimes with uh, different personality types, unless they have somebody on the outside giving them that accountability, they forget. And they'll come back to you the next week or two weeks later and they'll go, oh, yeah, that's right. I said I should do that, didn't I? So I know that for some people, you might look at that and say, well, that's an extra. That's not really part of my job, right? However, do you want the problem or do you want the answer? Because the problem is you coming in and, and you know, you know that they need a change, right? And the answer is actually making the change happen. So if you really want to see this change occur, it might mean that you need to break out just a little bit outside of your, your own comfort zone and your own structure and provide just that extra touch point for that person. Okay. A good rule of thumb is just go with their lead and provide what they need. Okay. Go with their lead and provide what they need. So I want to share a few examples of uh, real life coaching clients and how this shows up. Uh, I will change their names, uh, but I have received permission from each one that I could share a little snippet of their story. Um, so I have one client who is a very high D personality. So he's very driven, very determined, um, knows exactly what he wants. When we come together, um, because the process of coaching for him provides instant accountability, he is able to move forward and make drastic changes very quickly. However, he is aware that if he were on his own, he wouldn't be able to do it. Now, it, it might seem, you know, to me and maybe it's even to him at times that he could do this on his own. Um, but because he knows I'm paying for this coaching uh, and I'm going to trust the process, he puts more effort towards making those changes. So when we come together, he makes his own plans. Um, he reports quickly. So he usually sends me an email beforehand. Um, and he also asks for a little bit more mentoring. So less coaching. He doesn't really want to know about the mindset awareness kind of deal. Um, but he will ask me a lot of questions about business building. Okay. That's an agreement that he and I have. I asked him at the beginning and he said, yes, he would want um, some accountability and mentoring. Okay. Um, so I have another client. Uh, man, our calls are fun. <laughs> she uses tons of words and stories. Uh, there's a story for everything. Okay. If I ask one question, I know I'm going to get a five minute story. 
Now, she constantly needs to be reminded of the goal. So at the beginning of the call, I always ask, what do you want to talk about today? And I try to limit that portion with her to two minutes. And then um, the way I segue out of that is I say, okay, tell me how that applies to your overall goal. So by bringing her back to that, I'm reminding her that we have a purpose here. We're not just here to kind of visit. Uh, and so she, she knows that this is coming and she's usually very prepared for that. Okay. Um, as we go through, I will ask her, okay, how does this, uh, um, how does this go towards your goal? And as we're getting towards the end, and sometimes with her, uh, if we have a half hour call, I know I have to, the end means 10 minutes beforehand. Okay. With other personality types, I'll usually leave it till like the last five to seven minutes, but she needs a few more minutes. So I usually will ask, um, what are, you know, one or two things that you want to do because of this today? And that's it. Whereas that, that first client of mine, he is so self-led and directed, he'll come up with 10, 10 action steps. And I have learned over time not to ask him if that's too much because I know he'll do it. But with this client, I usually say, what are the one or two things that you would like to touch on? Okay. And then I say, hey, you know, what, what can I do for you this week? And usually with her, I've, I know I'm going to have two texts and maybe even a third quick phone call. Okay. I don't do that with all my clients, but I know with her that that works. Okay. Um, I have another client who we get on the phone and she always wants to help me. She's that supportive type of personality, right? She always wants to see, you know, how are you doing? How's your family doing? How are your kids doing? And, and I will allow this to go on for, you know, uh, maybe three, four minutes. And then I say, and how about you? Right. And I know that, that this conversation that we're having, while I might not do this with other clients, this is warming her up to the idea that we're going to get some work done here. Okay. Um, getting her to, to make action steps is sometimes difficult. Uh, but this is what I say. Once she makes her action steps, I, I'll say things like, wow, I'm really interested to find out dot, dot, dot. Uh, I wonder what will happen. Or will you let me know, you know, when that's done, will you let me know how that worked out for you? Because what I'm doing here is I'm kind of setting the stage for here, you're going to go out and you're going to try this. And I know that you really want to have this strong relationship with me. And so I want to know how that worked out. Right. So she, because her motivation is to help and support others, feels this innate like, oh, I've got to go and do this because Michelle really wants to know how this is going to turn out. So. Even though she won't go and necessarily do this for herself, she'll do it for me. Does that make sense? Whereas the, the first example, the, the direct and determined person, he doesn't care if I know something or not. Now, I know he cares about me as a person, but that's not his motivation. Okay. 
Um, and then the last one, she is, uh, she, it's difficult to commit to any action step with this, this one. Um, she sometimes takes more than one week to do what she says. So for example, she might make a, um, a goal and say, yes, this week I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then we come back the next week and she hasn't done it. And maybe we come back the next week and she hasn't done it again. And I know with her to have patience. She's fighting fear. Um, she is fighting this idea of not knowing how to do something. Right. So um, I remember as a administrator asking one of my teacher teachers to uh, make a change in her classroom. You know, it was very simple. Like she literally could have done the change in 10 minutes, but it took her two to three weeks because she had to do some research. She had to go through and figure out, you know, ask all these other teachers, what should I do? How should I do it? She had to go read some books. She had to look at something online and she had to come to the conclusion that the very thing that I had asked her to do was the thing that she should do. Now, I know that she's fighting her fear and her tendency that, that I don't want to do something if it's not going to be the right thing to do. And I also know that she's always going to come around. It just might take a little bit. Okay. Do you recognize these people? Do you work with them? Yeah, I think you do. So what do you do when you're working with someone for accountability because you are being paid to be their coach? This is a little bit different than somebody coming to you and saying, hey, I could really use your help. So the first one is always build rapport. Okay. Honestly, this is another reason why you should kind of plug into my, my podcast because it's going to teach you things like how to build rapport. Okay, that's the beginning of every good coaching relationship. You want to focus on building that relationship and taking small steps with them. Unless you come in and you know that they are like ready to go, take small steps in the beginning. Let them make choices and stay in control whenever possible. Just like if you, you're a parent, you, you let your children make choices, um, let them make choices because everybody wants to make a choice, right? Nobody wants to be held hostage. And ask them, what do you need from me? Just asking a person that question makes them feel so much better. Makes them feel like you care. And like you're there to actually serve them. When you come in and you immediately begin to mentor or, or give them assistance or consulting, and especially if they have no agreement with you, they know that you don't care about them and you're not there to really serve them. That's what they feel. Okay. Um, stick up for them and their growth with your boss or their boss if need be. So sometimes when you are working with uh, folks that you're being paid to coach, they're in this process, right? So let's say you have somebody who's taking a while to make a change, but you know they're coming. Please protect them and their growth. 
So if their boss or your boss, your collective boss comes to you and says, hey, you know, why aren't they making this change? Stick up for them by saying something as simple as they're they're on a journey. Um, they're in a process and we're working on it. Believe me, you might not see anything yet, but it's coming. And then the last tip is just to have patience. You know, this is a process. This isn't a let's get this done today type thing. Have patience. Okay. So your homework for this week, if you haven't already, I want you to reach out to each of your clients or participants throughout this week and ask them, what can I do for you? Just practice that. Okay. You might say, you know, what would be most helpful this week? And honestly, you can practice this with as many people in your life as possible because it doesn't have to be clients or participants. Practice this with anybody. Okay. Just ask, what can I do for you? Try it out. See what happens. All right. So next week, we're going to talk about um, the individual coaching versus group coaching. The, the who, the how, the why, the when, all the, the skinny of individual coaching versus group coaching and when you would wear, use either one and how. Okay. I'm holding an image of you being intentionally influential, amazingly aware, persistently present, and confidently coaching the people in your personal and professional life. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing week and we'll touch base with you next week. All right. Bye-bye.